to me, you find strength when the world is yelling at you that you're wrong, but you have the courage and confidence to stand for what you know is right. Do you ever feel like you are the only one living a life that is too hard to handle? Welcome to the In Raw Life podcast, where we're going to talk about real life in its raw form. Each week, we'll dive into the stuff that nobody really likes to talk about because it's uncomfortable, painful, a little awkward, or just weird. We want to normalize all of that and help you realize that you can live out your dream even in life's messiness. I'm Sierra. And I'm Jessica. And we're living our dream lives in real life, in raw life. Welcome back to the In Raw Life podcast. We are so excited you're here, and we were in unison today because we are together in Farmville, Virginia. Oh, I thought you were going to say in Technicolor, which would have been just as exciting. That would have been just as exciting. (laughs) We're always in Technicolor. Hey. So today, we are going to talk about something that is so fun to get to talk about together. And so important to us Individually, together, as a community, as an entire world. As a, as a universe. That's right. But before we get there, don't forget to follow us. Subscribe, rate, review, help this podcast to grow. Do you want to inspire women? You can. Just hit share right now from wherever you are listening to this podcast. If you're on YouTube, copy that link. Go ahead, share it with someone who needs a reminder that they are an amazing, strong, independent woman. Or someone who supports a strong, independent woman. Hell yes! (laughs) (laughs) This is way more fun to get. I know it is. So, you can share us, and you can also come be a part of our amazing Facebook community, Empowered Unstoppable Women. If you are a woman, sorry, that is our only time we are going to say no to the men. And you can join our community where we are a diverse community (laughs) of so many strong, passionate women helping other women and lifting each other up to remember who we are, remember our passions, to live our, like, truth and... (laughs) And realize that it's okay whatever your bangs look like. (laughs) That is the group we are in. That that, that is the caveat. Okay. But before we really start today's episode. I know. I'm like so, this is going to be so weird. We need to have a reality check. I know. Which. It's going to be so weird. Which is weird in person, number one. Mm -hmm. It's weird because, well, I mean, it's not weird. Because we know what happened. But but yeah, we've been together for the past 24 plus hours. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. We've caught each other up. And, like, we're on, like, a high right now, mm-hmm. which is fine, because that can be raw reality. That is our raw. Um, so is it, like, a joint reality today? I don't know. Go, you start, and I'll pick okay, up well, and see, see where I we I just go. realized that that rock looks like South Carolina on its <laughs> side, so that's a sign. <laughs> okay. That uh, you should leave South Carolina, because no. it's on its side. No, it's and you should head north to New Jersey. It's having a party. Okay. My reality is, I have been missing friendship. And I have one of my yes. absolute favorite closest friendships for 48 whole hours, which is freaking amazing. And it's going to be so weird then to, like, 
Hmm, like drive home tomorrow. That's my reality. My reality is I didn't even think about that no, until I'm right sorry. now. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We talk every day, like you you mentioned. <laughs> oh, that doesn't matter because seeing per- people in real life is totally different than I know. I agree, but I have to look mm. at the positive side for myself. My raw, I have a different reality. Okay, I'll share. Um, my reality is that I realized that I don't like taking pictures. Which was interesting. It was interesting for both of us to realize mm-hmm. that. Because we took pictures today for the website, for the Instagram, for all of you beautiful people out there. And I was just like, ugh, like, let's get this part over with so we can get to the real fun. So that was really, like, because I, I like to take, I like to get pictures taken, but I don't yeah. like the process. And then Jessica said, well, what's your favorite, like, because I said, this is just my least favorite part of, of this weekend. And she said, what is your favorite part? And I said, sitting at a coffee shop, getting stuff done, which made me so now that we've actually done all that, is that really your favorite part? Yeah, no, it yeah, still is. Like, which was so fun to learn about myself. Like, it's okay that, because a lot of times you're like, oh, okay, well, I need to take a break from working because mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm just working too much. But work really fuels me. Like, mm-hmm. it makes me feel like, you know, we say have self-care and stuff, which is like important to have like, you know, a massage or like getting our nails done. That was, I really or, liked that. Or going and reading a book or playing with your kids in the hammock. Right, or, yeah. right. Whatever your form. But what you don't think of is maybe your self-care is growing your business. Like growing something that's that you're passionate yeah. about. That's huge. And I feel like a lot of times, I don't think, I don't think anybody would equate work to self-care. But I feel like it's okay to, I, today I accepted that it is okay if my form of self-care is pouring my heart into the business, not pouring my stress or my mm-hmm. overwhelm, but pouring my heart into something I love, which is this business in raw life, and that's okay if that's my self-care. So well, that, I love that, that realization. That's where the alignment comes in that we mm-hmm. talk, we've talked about so much over the past, like, eight, nine, ten months. Yeah. Is... When it, it doesn't feel like work because it feels so good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so good. Also, reality. If you're on YouTube, you see we're drinking Starbucks. And that's because all the local coffee shops were closed on Sunday night in Virginia. So please don't judge us for not investing in small businesses. We had to go to Starbucks. But look, we only got water, so. Oh my gosh, but I can't <laughs> wait to tell you. Mm, what? Well, it's part of the Mm. episode. Okay, so go right into it. Today's episode is about being a strong, independent woman. Miss Independent. And this whole month of July is going to be celebrating women and the amazing beings that we are. Mm -hmm. And diverse and strong and confident and beautiful no matter anything. And I'm just really excited to get into it. So, to prepare for this, since we're together, we thought, ooh, we should probably listen to a TED Talk. We get back to the, the hotel room after going to Starbucks and doing some work. We think to ourselves, or I said, I vaguely commented, oh, it would be nice if we had a glass of wine right now. And so Sierra took that and ran with no, it. No, you didn't. Oh, I was going to say, you said, I said, oh, are we still going to go and have a drink at this restaurant down, like, walking distance? And she said... Uh, I don't know if I'm into it. I do wish we had a bottle of wine, though. And I said... Like, in the room. And then she said, okay, we're going then. (laughs) 
And I Give said, me okay. a reason to go out. And luckily we did because mm-hmm. we were like, okay, we're going to go listen to a TED Talk, drink a glass of wine before they close. Mm-hmm. Hopefully our waitress from earlier, who we loved so much, is still there. Which, we, by the way, we promised her we'd return, and we were about to break that promise. Yeah, we so can't do I that had to, to fulfill that. Woman. Mm-hmm. So we walk in, and there she is. Her name is Brittany. She's amazing. It's she, Brittany, but <laughs> not that Brittany. <laughs> and we walk in, and she gets us our glass of red wine, and we go outside on the patio, and it's the coolest, cutest spot ever. Drinking our wine, watching a TED Talk about... Imagine, like, the... The most millennial cafe, like yes, with, with a little bit of brick, subway tiles in the bathroom, and plants on plants on plants against all of the perfectly and, natural wood, and twinkle lights on the outside mm, yes. patio with the umbrella, dog friendly, and the dog so millennial, and, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> and so we're watching a TED talk about trying to like fuel us, fuel our brains and our minds and our hearts for this episode, and Brittany comes back out to us just to check on us because it's almost closing time. It was already last call. And Sierra luckily said, what do you, like, what brought you here? What, like, tell us your story. And she tells us her story. She's this adorable girl from Philadelphia area who, on a whim, last year, drives down to live on, like, a cool, what would you name it? What, did she use the word? Plantation. It was a plantation. Not, like, like, a cool piece of land where all these artists live together in their own little places because she's a ceramics artist, and she takes this risk to just move September down September of 2020, nonetheless. Like, yeah. mid-pandemic. Moves down here, has never lived somewhere else, it sounds like, to come and do what she loves and what she's passionate about. Which is ceramics. And we're in the middle of Virginia, y'all. Like, this is... It's adorable, but we're in the middle of it. We there's, are. It's not like... It, there's in no the heart of the South in Farmville, <laughs> Virginia. <laughs> Which, by the way, is totally adorable. You should totally come here. Absolutely. Yes. And she's a strong, independent woman who took this huge risk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in the, like, middle of the pandemic, she's, I'm quite positive she's younger than us. Oh, yeah. And she's adorable, and she's a ceramics pottery. Like, she makes the cutest mugs that we're going to buy from her tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You, we will link her in, in the show notes because yep. she needs to be recognized. Mm-hmm. I believe it was at clay.be. But, or no, something. Nope, I don't know. That was not <laughs> <laughs> or make clay. We will put it in the show notes. There's dot B. Well, there's B. two dots in there. No, it was B-E. No. Oh. It was adorable. And then she puts little bees on the bottom of the mugs. Anyway, <laughs> she's adorable. We can't wait to buy her mugs tomorrow. We will be uh, Instagramming them, I'm sure. So we'll put her in the show notes. But anyway, it was like kismet because <laughs> we were literally in the middle of watching this TED Talk about someone talking about being a good girl, quote unquote, for people not watching YouTube, and how, you know, good girls don't take risks, and good girls do what they're told, and good girls follow the path. And I was like, and but it's a TED Talk trying to inspire, hey, like why we, I don't remember the name of it, do you remember? Mm-mm. But why, why you don't want to be a good girl. Good yeah. girl. And then Brittany tells us this awesome story, and I was like, this is this was all meant to be, and it feels so good and obviously in alignment. Do you have any thoughts? I have a lot. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't, but nothing related to this. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> um, so, the, well, the reason why we wanted to make this episode be to, to kind of kick off this part of the July episodes is because we 
are strong, independent women. Mm -hmm. And we may have families and we may have kids and we may not for people listening who don't. And we have, we personally have a small business and we have this podcast and we have an awesome community that we already mentioned a million times on Facebook. Full of other women who have small businesses who are doing or are doing other huge passionate things with their Mm -hmm. lives yeah and just like killing it and we want to celebrate those women and encourage other women hey you can do it too yeah um so okay well let's dive into the little bit of the ted talk that we did here Mm -hmm. because i we were it was really fun to listen to it together sipping our wine and then we'd be sitting there and we both at the Mm -hmm. exact same time Mm -hmm. we'd be like Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. That's right, girl. <laughs> but, okay, so one thing that she said that just, like, I think it stuck with both of us is that when little boys fall, they're told to get back up. And, like, I have two little boys. I tell them that all the time. When little girls fall, they're like, oh, be careful. And they're coddled. And Not my girl. Well, that's good. <laughs> I don't think mine would either. But it's funny because I think about – I often justify it because I, like, what – a lot of times I feel a bit of judgment sometimes when, like, when my boys – when I let my boys just kind of run and I'm not very cautious with mm-hmm. them. Because I I believe, I parent the, this way at least, that they might fall and that's how they learn. You mm-hmm. know? Like, even um, up on – we have a play set in the backyard and other kids have played in, on that play set and their parent or – guardian will follow them around because you climb up it's like i don't know probably four feet the platform is like four feet off the ground Mm -hmm. and the the guardian will like make sure on both sides like oh don't let them fall don't let them fall and i was letting like that's of like two and three year olds i was letting gray up there as a baby and i was just like whatever like he needs to learn Mm -hmm. i mean like he didn't get too close to the edge i i knew that but now like he kind of sometimes does and i'm like what are you doing, kid? Like, mm-hmm. be careful. But that's just, like, my way of raising it. But sometimes people are like, oh, well, like, be, like, oh, you, whatever. If I notice that someone seems anxious about how much freedom I give my boys, I'm like, oh, well, you know, they're boys. And I just, like, give it that. Like, oh, they're boys. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Because, like, that's my way of of Justifying. gaining forgiveness yeah. from these people who are judging me. Like, mm-hmm. especially if they have girls. I'm like, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> Oh, but, that is the most annoying thing to hear as a girl mom. Well, if they're if they're no, no, judging I understand me. what you're doing, but I'm just saying in general. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I can see what you're saying. But I like yeah, I use it as my justification for like you're not like I'm but I I'm 100% saying if my girl was up there, I'd be doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I just get the excuse of, "Oh, they're boys. It's fine." But I'm also realizing that that's not necessarily a good thing because Girls, like, girls need that freedom, too. Mm-hmm. And now I kind of want to voice, like, they're kids. They can all do it. Yeah. They're all big and brave. They can all get dirty and in the mud. I mean, I was – I played in the mud. I loved climbing trees. And that didn't stop me just because I'm a girl. I know. I used to call myself, you know, a to- half tomboy, half girly girl, and Emlyn kind of does the same thing now. Mm-hmm. And then the more I'm learning and on my own journey of always ever-growing personal growth, mm-hmm. I'm like – I was just a kid, and uh-huh. Emlyn's just a kid, and I don't want her to think that she's a tomboy slash girly girl, you know. Mm-hmm. I even, when I did some research on the feminism episode, there was talk of, well, it's okay to call, like, it's okay to call a girl tomboy, 
mm-hmm. but it's not okay to call like are we just as okay with calling a boy a sissy? Mm. I think was the terminology that they use. But I feel like, like sissy has a negative com- connotation. That's just because that's what we put on it. But I mean, like, I mean, it's same not, with all like words. I mean, there's so but like many you, words okay, that are popping girly in my head. boy. Is that does that feel as good as tomboy? Okay, that's a better comparison. But no, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Like it's okay if a boy plays with dolls. Doesn't mean that he's gay or not. Mm-hmm. Um. Just because a girl goes and plays and runs. Like, I was a girl who ran around, got, I came home with scrapes on my knees constantly. I, I feel like my parents let me take risks, but maybe more because I was a latchkey kid and they didn't see what I was doing. But I, I was able to do that. And I, I mean, when I had Emmeline, there was so much out there of let kids fall and don't immediately rush to them. Mm Because the second you do that... They, they think go that they, they go for it and mm-hmm. they learn that that's what you do. So, but especially <laughs> with girls, like you were saying, like, you know, some people might say, oh, it's a boy. He can do that. Oh, whatever. He's tough. But if it's a girl, you run to her. I don't run to Emmeline. Right. When I worked at a preschool, none of us ran to any of the kids, mm-hmm. no matter who they were. We said, great job. Like, get back up. Brush it off. Yeah. And then they're just humans. I think whatever TED Talk we were listening to said that, like, statistics show that girls are coddled more than mm-hmm. boys. Um, and she even said she was the the daughter of two psychiatrists. Mm-hmm. So she was – and, I mean, she's brought up pretty well and understood herself. But the one thing that her mom did was called her a good girl. She told her that she was a good girl. And we never found out what that did for her. <laughs> no, we didn't because we didn't finish it. But we're allowed to make up our own thoughts and opinions on this now. I know, but I'm – no, I just mean I'm very curious as to oh, what – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I want to know where she was going with that. Well, the, I mean, she talked about how – that's not what we want to tell our girls they are. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah. So on that regard, she did go into how, oh, this was so good. So we're taught to be a good girl. What does that mean? We go to school. We're supposed to get good grades, follow mm-hmm. the rules. No mistakes. Do, you know, whatever extracurriculars you're supposed to do, it's supposed to be something you're good at. Supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And um, follow the path. Yeah. And, like, she gave an example of somebody she knew who was – uh, who all she wanted to do was sing, but they were told, like, mm, you're not a really good singer. Don't even try it. And so when women get into the workforce, we still follow the rules. If mm-hmm. we d- dare become an entrepreneur, we don't know how to we don't know how to push through because we're taught to don't not make risk. mistakes. We're mm-hmm. taught the only way to get an A is to get it all right the first time. You know, like you don't get a, you don't get straight A's if you fail a test. So you need to get everything right the whole time. And I think if we kept listening, she was going to say, it's good to make a mistake because that's how you learn. That's how you grow. Mm -hmm. When you take risks, that's how you propel forward. That's how you become a better girl Mm. and woman. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Not Mm -hmm. don't become a good girl, become a better. Yeah, we're always on the path of becoming better versions of ourselves, no? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I'm saying I like it. I mean I like it. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um but I would say – so I had a thought, though, for what you were saying earlier about not wanting to be labeled as a tomboy – like half tomboy, half girly girl. But I don't think there's anything wrong with that because but – no, But I was just a kid. I should I should just say I was a cool kid. I loved running and playing in dirt, and I also really enjoyed getting dressed up in dresses. But like some girls – Like that's the kid I was. Yeah. I shouldn't have to put the labels on it. But I also, like, I don't think there's a, I mean, we love the Enneagram because it, like, gives us direction as to who we are. I feel like 
it doesn't give us it it helps us realize what's inside of us already and helps us work through it. Right. Well, like I don't I think labeling things can be very informative personally. Like what I talk about this with my anxiety and depression. When I was pregnant with Gray, I kept thinking I was depressed, but I didn't realize I had something called postpartum anxiety, which can happen in pregnancy, and it was anxiety induced by pregnancy and po- like yeah but tomboy calling myself a tomboy why do i need to label myself a boy of sorts well i mean to say the actual oh, those, word. Si- those sides of me the fact that i liked playing in dirt and came home with bruises means that i was acting like a boy i don't know i was proud of being a tomboy yeah i was too but thinking about it now it's like why did i have to label that i was a boy why can't i just say i was a girl who loved playing in dirt and get and i came home with scrapes on my knees i mean i i hear what you're saying like but it's just like that in my mind that was the phrase that was created to describe it but it doesn't make me a boy it makes me like this awesome badass girl who's not afraid to get dirty exactly that's what we should say instead <laughs> i mean i guess we could change the title of it I'm not, I just, you a badass girl. You a badass girl. Not tomboy, you a badass girl. Yeah. But either way, I just think it's okay to identify as that. Because there are girls who are girly girls. Like, I know I know little girls that won't play in the mud, who don't want to get dirty. And, like, I was... I think they're afraid of taking risks. I think they just like things really pretty. And... But I think a little bit of it is is taught. Because, believe me, working in a preschool mm-hmm. where we let them... Like, part of our... <laughs> When I would give tours, it was, now we do love, like, just letting you know, they might come home dirty because mm-hmm. we don't stop them from doing that. And there were tons of girls with their little smocked dresses, were in the South, mm-hmm. very proper, and they would come home dirty, and then the moms were like, well, she's getting dirty. She doesn't really like to play in the dirt. And I was like, she likes playing in the dirt. You just don't let her play in the dirt. Okay. But on the flip side, Arrow who's a boy, who I love, who I want to get dirty with, like I want to go and dig in the mud, won't do it. Like when I brought out finger paints and he's like, mm, no. That's a sensory thing. A sensory thing? Mm-hmm. Why? Well, either they, way. They don't like the feel of it, but yeah. Well, like, but but either way, like the dirt, like he didn't want, like he doesn't like to get, he took a long time to get dirty in any regard. He didn't want water. He didn't want paint. He didn't want That's dirt. That's sensory. Well, so if a little girl is a girly girl who doesn't who wants things prim and proper, that may not be taught. But why does it have to mean that she's a girly girl? She just doesn't. That's a sensory thing for her. I guess. What if she likes her things to stay pretty? Like earlier today. Okay, so here's the thing. So Arrow likes his things to stay pretty. Right. I don't know. Well, like, is he a girly boy? Maybe. Are you okay with labeling him like that? I guess not. I don't know. Too I much think, coffee and wine for this conversation. I know. No, it's good. I want to I want to dive into that. <sighs> okay, so if a little girl doesn't want things dirty, but she likes things prim and proper and she likes things pretty and she likes to play tea party or she likes pretty dresses, like I guess it's not just about dirt. Like the girly girl aspect was like, I like to wear high heels and dresses and some little boys like that. So that's fine. I'm I don't I'm not saying there's anything wrong with little boys liking that. I'm just saying that it's a like I I took pride in being a girly girl and being a tomboy. Like I Yeah, so did I. But that's like I'm being labeled as a girl and a boy. So I don't see like where's just, the conflict? I don't get it. I just don't think that, I mean this is going back to the feminism thing, so it's kind of getting off track, but I just don't think that we have to put the gender on describing the actions that we like to take. I hear you. But they're already there. <laughs> so it's just there. Like, 
I, don't I know, but like we're allowed to be. So as women or as girls, we're allowed to be both tomboy and girly girl. Mm-hmm. A boy is not allowed to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't want Arrow being called a girly boy. Right, I guess. But if he's prim and proper, you know, he doesn't like getting dirty. And potentially he goes and grabs your necklaces and likes to put them on because they're cool looking. Mm-hmm. Is he going to be labeled a girly boy? I don't know what he'd be labeled as anymore because labels are constantly changing and there's so many rules behind them. Well, that's, that's why I don't want to get into all the labeling stuff. I'm just saying, like, we're all allowed. This is going back to the feminism thing again. When I said, can't we just all be humans that are rad in our own ways? That are rad. <laughs> yes, I definitely think we can be humans who are rad in our own ways. I guess I just don't care as much what the label is as long as it's not offensive. Well, being offended is personal. Yeah, I guess that's true too. But there's certain words that are like uber offensive. Like everybody knows I, those words. I are agree. Offensive. But at the same time, I like to play devil's advocate a lot and I can see both sides. They're offense. One, they're offensive if you allow yourself to take offense by them. Because mm-hmm. you don't have to be. What about the N word? No, I, know, I don't like it either. There's so much history behind it. But, it. but a word only has as much power as you let it have. I see what you're saying. I'm not about to go use it. Mm hmm. Because I don't think I should. Mm -hmm. But it only has as much power as you let behind it. And two, everything has to do with perspective of that person and opinion of that person. Mm -hmm. Like some people are super offended by cursing in general. Mm -hmm. Other people, it's like saying fluffy bunny words. (laughs) I mean, I I don't know. (laughs) I like it. Ah, fluffy bunny. Like, in my mind, strong independent women, motherfucking curse. <laughs> but that's, yeah. that's not literally my definition of a strong right. independent woman. <laughs> um. Anyway, sorry. That was a huge tangent. Yes. Off of- Super. <laughs> but I think it's important. And no, I like that we talk good. about it together, like, in real life. And we, like we are can- being strong independent women here. By being able to have a conversation. Yeah. Being able to have the tough conversations. Being able to, like, put this out there in the world and the universe, because if you go and look on our podcast editing software background, it says how many people listen from where, and they include all the planets. <laughs> Who but listens so- on the other planets? Nobody. Oh, but dang it. We really got to work on Pluto. Is it still a planet? No, but I call it a planet. <laughs> it's Pluto. I know. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> we super digress. <laughs> um, so I don't know. That was just that was a super, that was a very interesting thought to think about the way we raise our kids. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know what I had. I had yeah, a lot. Okay, of so thoughts. so I'm I'm raising a daughter. Mm-hmm. So in hopes that she will be a strong, independent woman one day, mm-hmm. or grow into that. Well, I think she will be in her own regard like yeah we all have that within us it's just but i want her to see and feel empowered in the fact that she is Mm, a strong independent girl Mm -hmm. growing into a stronger more independent woman Mm -hmm. and independent i don't think has to mean solo Mm -mm. no no i do not think so i think strong and independent means you are fully comfortable and capable of being in any partnership, family, relationship, anything. I think it, like, any situation. Yeah. I mean, whether you're with somebody, like, right now we're together, but, like, 
if you weren't here, I could still. I know. But if you weren't here, I could still get all this stuff done, and Mm -hmm. I would find my way of like being excited to be like alone and embody Mm -hmm. that. So yeah, I think there's many layers to it. Yeah, I mean, I was, especially once I became a military spouse, I found more of my independence, like being able to just go out and do things by myself and feel comfortable and all of that and, you know, make the calls that I need to make and run the house by myself, which I was not quite comfortable with all that kind of stuff before that. Mm -hmm. And then as I became a single mom, I had to digest, okay, this might be what it is forever. Mm -hmm. Like there's a chance that I might not find somebody and might not follow some of those family dreams that I had. And it took a lot of soul searching and praying and then just coming to terms with it. And then that grew like the next level of my strong independent womanness. Mm-hmm. Because I was, once I was totally okay with whatever the outcome was, mm-hmm. that's when more good came to me. And that's where I became stronger and more independent. Hmm. And then that's when I found somebody who I fully enjoy being with. And I'm still a strong, independent woman with him and my daughter and our future. Hmm. I was just thinking about it in comparison to my life, mm-hmm. which is my husband I met at age 20. And then I pretended that I didn't, that he wasn't the one for but like three years. What? I said, but I knew. But you knew, Yeah. So for three years, I pretended he wasn't the one and then finally got back together with him. But that still only put me at 23. Yeah, that'd be 23, right? <laughs> yes. And well, you guys moved in together like a year or so before I had Emmeline. Well, we moved to California. I was with him. We got oh, back together okay. in August of 2010. Okay. So, yeah, I would have been 23. Um, and then we've been together ever since. And I've had to learn about my independence while being with someone, which is really interesting. Because I used to, when I was a lot younger, I would kind of not, um, like I wouldn't allow myself to like things or do things that I thought he might judge me for. Mm -hmm. Like I, I didn't want to geek out over like Disney stuff, even though I geek out over Disney stuff. Um, Not like all Disney stuff, but princesses in particular. Um, And I would, like, I thought he would think it was weird or that he'd make fun of me or, like, Mm -hmm. musicals. I didn't really play musicals because I just thought there'd be this judgment from him. And he's a very critical person when it comes to music. But I took that personal instead of Mm -hmm. being like, you know, he has a critical ear. Like, that's not a bad thing to have strong music tastes or, like, strong desires. But it also doesn't mean that he's judging my tastes or making me feel less than because I have different tastes than him. And so it was really interesting that I had to remind myself of what I like. And -hmm. I had to, like, come back into my own because I was letting myself be defined by what I thought he wanted, Mm. which wasn't even what he wanted. But it was what I thought he wanted. And then I, like, I just – I just remember one year being like, I don't even – I'm not even anybody because I'm just trying to be this person who you want me to be. And he's like – what are you talking about? Like, Mm -hmm. he was shocked and saddened that I had been living in this box that I was trying to create based on what I thought he'd want. And Mm -hmm. so, anyway, since then, and he 
he's like, I don't know, he's my biggest supporter, and I realize that. And that's he, like, it's weird to say, but that's like the dream, because most women, we get out of some life situation, usually, usually a relationship, that then sets us on the journey of finding ourselves again. Mm-hmm. And you had the fortune of doing it within, within the this relationship. relationship. Yeah. Well, I think it has a lot to do with him. Like, he's very supportive, and he tells me, like, listen to that. I don't – who cares if I don't like it? Mm -hmm. Like, John Mayer. He doesn't like John Mayer. And it took me a long time to, like – that was the first – I think the first music that I'm like, you know what? I don't care. I'm putting – I have put John Mayer on every, like, mixed tape that I have made for him. And I'm like, you just need to love it because he's got (laughs) some B-sides that you will appreciate. And he (laughs) listens to it anyway, so I don't know how he feels. But, but yeah, so I I embrace it now and – like, the other day, he um, – I had some worship music playing, and he turned it off. I'm like, why do you hate worship music? And he's like, I just – you weren't in the room for, like, an hour, so I turned it off. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just took it so personally. It was only five minutes. What are you talking about? Yeah. It felt like five minutes to me. Well, yeah, that's what I mean, because your time. <laughs> I know. I – time is, is non-existent in my it's life. It's elastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that might be one of the core things of – of fully stepping into your strong independent womanhood is finding your your true self like connecting with your passions likes like yours mm-hmm. and being proud of them and not giving a flying f about <laughs> what other people think about it yeah and being like this is who I am this is awesome like, we were talking earlier about how we both like young adult fiction. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's something that sometimes you could shy away from, like, oh, because, like, that doesn't sound intellectual or mm-hmm. it doesn't sound, I don't know, whatever. But who freaking cares? Yeah. If it's what you enjoy, then it's what you enjoy. That The book that I read back last fall, The Happiness Project, she was – you know, she was a writer and she was published and she was in these intellectual circles and she was afraid to admit that she enjoyed young adult fiction. Mm-hmm. And then when she was doing this happiness project for herself, she realized, okay, I need to just admit it and be okay with other people knowing about it. And she mm-hmm. started this little book club with two other friends who were intellectuals as well. And they all got together once a week and talked about young adult fiction. And they were happier for it and stronger for it. I also, so kind of the opposite, or sim, like similar, but like the opposite thing. I, um, I, I had this pressure on myself to not watch TV because like so many things say, oh, if you oh, watch TV, mm-hmm. it's going to drain you. You shouldn't watch TV. All of the world greats don't watch television. I've like seen like actors who do. say that. And it's like, what are you talking about? Like you're an actor, your whole life is because people watch TV. Like, why are you encouraging people to not? But I still had this thought, like, oh, TV is bad and you shouldn't Mm -hmm, watch TV. mm -hmm. And then one day Jay and the kids were gone and I just watched a ton of TV. (laughs) And it made me more creative and it made me more inspired by, like, other stories because it's like um, I also heard recently that reading fiction before bed helps, like, spark your creativity and your empathy and all this stuff. Who that in the study was done by a guy who says you shouldn't watch TV, but hey, um, 
But I think TV can do the same thing. Like you're you're diving mm-hmm. into these other stories and like I love – I mean one of my fun facts is that I look at my life as a movie and I imagine where the camera angle would be at all times. Like why would I not want to watch other camera angles and be mm-hmm. inspired by that? So yeah. anyway, you got to do what you love. Who the hell cares what anybody else says about it? Yeah. Mm. Preach. <laughs> yeah, I think I that's it. I mean that's the – The gist. Just – the long and the short. <laughs> yeah. Live, Some of it was long. <laughs> live into yourself and be proud of that and don't take no anything from anybody. And oh, we have so we have so many people that come into our lives and into our community who don't remember what mm-hmm. their passion is mm-hmm. or can't tell us or can't give us the one thing that they would like to do in their day. And those are the women that we want to reach out to and bring into our community most to help them remember that they are a person, they are important, and what they love to do matters. Mm. So let's refine that. Like let's let's, and it doesn't have to look like anyone else's. Being a strong, independent woman means being so holy and fully yourself that you ins- that then you can you don't even need to try to. You will inspire others to do that too. Mm-hmm. I think that's a meme that I love somewhere. Something <laughs> like that. But now it's my meme. It's your meme. It's my meme. Just my meme. Mm-hmm. Just my meme. Beep, beep. <laughs> the way you said it sounded like the Roadrunner. <laughs> meme. That's my meme. <laughs> well, I think we freaking did it. I think we did freaking do it. And I you know we... what? We are strong, independent women. We are here. We we left our families. We said, you guys got this. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> I just think... I feel like we should make a drinking game out of how many times that's strong and independent women. We should. Okay. Well, this episode about Go back and listen. <laughs> Go back to the beginning. Replay this. Take a shot every time Jessica says strong, independent women. Yes, please do. I would love that. And then I'm give us a number. I'm not do it because I don't get that drunk anymore, but I would love for you to do it if that's what you would like to do. My best friends, Justin Rach, I'm talking to you. But no, I mean, hello. We came and did this. Like, here we are in this adorable little hotel room. I wish you guys could be here with us because it's really cool. I know. You don't even see the cutest part right now because this no, angle you don't. You, yeah. We'll show but it was you. the best thing to YouTube do. YouTube will show you at the very end. Yeah. So make sure you check out YouTube, you guys. And and like we're loving life. This is exactly what we wanted to do and we get to be together and we're like doing our thing and we're inspiring others and we're connecting with like a million other women and And we're amazing. learning that sometimes self-care is pouring your heart into your passions. Yeah. And our passion, one of our passions is our work. Is connecting with other women and encouraging them to be the best versions of themselves. Same. So that they can go and encourage others to do the same. That mm-hmm. is our biggest goal. Like, that's the yeah. whole reason In Raw Life got started. Yeah. We want, like, Jess said, we need to have a podcast. And I'm like, why do we need to have a podcast? And she said, because we need to make a huge difference. I was born to make a difference. How are we going to do that? And here we are. Mm. You said that. I know. I'm about to cry listening to it. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. You and sometimes it. being strong is crying. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I miss Arrow. <laughs> oh, I'm I, tomorrow. I tell him all the time that it's okay to cry. Mm. It he, is. He goes, Mama, the tears just won't stop coming. Oh, Arrow. I know. It kills me. Oh, oh I just God. Miss you you couldn't deal with being around Emily. She would tug on your heartstrings way too much. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is why God gave me boys. No, it has nothing to do with that. <laughs> This is just Emily. I know. I'm just kidding. I didn't cry worth anything when I was little. But why? Who hurt you? <laughs> Myself. I don't know. <laughs> anyway.
Well, thank you for joining us on another episode of the In Raw Life podcast. A fantastic episode at that because it's the first one where we're together. Holla. We're super glad that you keep coming back and we encourage you to rate, review, and subscribe. I know, but I want to encourage them again. Rate, review, subscribe. Keep following us. Help our podcast to grow and help our community to grow. Please follow us, share us, and if you want to be a part of the show, send us a clip of what it means to be a strong, independent woman or strength in general, (laughs) whatever that means to you. You can send an audio clip, 30 seconds or less, of what strength means to you to podcast at inrawlife.com. Oh, maybe there was one more thing. We never said you need to go follow us at inrawlife.co on Instagram. Yeah. And join us there for more fun hijinks like this. Yes. Until next week, (laughs) we hope that you find your inner strong, independent woman. (laughs) Had to throw it in there one more time. That you, again, look inside and remember what it is, what it means to be you. That is what's going to make you your most strong self. And... If you didn't already start playing the drinking game, go rewind, be kind, rewind the beginning, get your shots out, and start playing, bitches. Shot, 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 shot. Everybody! Bye! A most fantastic episode since it was the first one we did in, in let mm. oh yeah hey you dog <laughs> I'm dying please don't <coughs> I'm a strong what we're together for a Ow. <laughs> what is the TV I mean, why is it so not the TV community tell Jessica she should move to New Jersey <laughs> hey community Sierra, she needs to come visit me in South Carolina and see how awesome it is. You're not there. I can't get there. Sierra. And so I was like, this. Ooh! I knew that was gonna happen. Oh, it's because I kicked it. And then walking in together. And then I don't remember what happened inside except for that we laughed a lot. Who hurt you? I don't know. What? Because I have a bad memory? I just remember meeting, but I don't remember what happened. Remember how you said we have to lean back? Yep. <laughs> Listen. Um, this is Sierra on almost two coffees, luckily only one. Idea, but using strong independent women. Oh, Just to I throw see, it I in see. there a few more times. I see, strong I independent woman, strong independent woman, strong independent woman. Wow, you are drunk. <laughs>